is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. And welcome to the show. I am Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about caring for the very smallest of our babies. Our guest today is Dr. James Fritzell, neonatalist and clinical director, small baby program, neonatal intensive care unit at Miller Children's and Women's Hospital in Long Beach. Welcome, Dr. Fritzell. Thank you very much, Deborah. Glad to be here. Ah, oh, such a pleasure to have you. Now, premature infants can experience so many challenges because their bodies are just not fully developed. The small baby program at Miller Children's aims to give these infants the very best start. Dr. Frizzell, what are some of the complications premature infants may experience? Yeah, being born prematurely, there is a large kind of swath or a lot of variability between the hurdles and the complications that babies will face. Uh, one is basically their lungs are so underdeveloped that there are some immediate effects of that. We call that respiratory distress syndrome. Mm-hmm. And what it really requires is the baby to have a really significant amount of support to help their lungs in transitioning after birth. Also, there are some long-term complications that can come with that too. One we see is bronchopulmonary dysplasia, or BPD. What that means is basically babies will require prolonged exposure to oxygen needs. They have high nutritional requirements. And those requirements are sometimes hard to match. And then also later on, we also see that this can have impact on a lot of other aspects of development, and most importantly, their neurodevelopment. There's many other things that we face as challenges when babies are premature. Their brain is very delicate, and it's still in early phases of development. The blood vessels are uh, very sensitive to change and can rupture, and we call that intraventricular hemorrhage. Uh, There's disruption of the normal development of the eye, we call that retinopathy of prematurity. Uh, their nutritional needs are a constant challenge for us because premature babies can require sometimes 30 to 50% more nutrition than what a full-term baby would need. And then infection is always a challenge that we are constantly looking to protect a baby against as their immune system is so immature and their capabilities to fight off an infection are always less robust than what we would see in term baby or older children. Absolutely. And how does the small baby program help combat all these complications? Well, we do a lot of different things that not only target uh, individually what the problems are, but kind of look in a more of a global aspect to try to make sure that we are meeting all the needs at once and not just targeting one problem at a time. Uh, we utilize gentle forms of, uh, of support for their lungs to uh, minimize the invasiveness and to try to uh, maximize the potential and to allow for good and continued development of the lungs. Uh, we also have a series of procedural and environmental guidelines that protect the developing brain um, and to minimize the risk of what I had mentioned before in terms of intraventricular hemorrhage. We also do a lot of unique things in terms of the nutrition. We utilize maternal breast milk, which we always know is the best uh, and most uh, coveted uh, nutrition for a baby of this age. But we also have a donor breast milk bank, and we've now introduced a human milk-based form of nutrition fortifier, meaning to try to increase the calories, and that's called prolacta. We're always utilizing our nutritionists and also our pharmacists, too, to help us in maximizing the nutritional support and looking at it as a more comprehensive view in terms of how we try to target these babies' needs. It's just so key, isn't it? Yes, it is one of the biggest components and one of the biggest needs that we can see in helping the development of a premature baby. And which infants are eligible to be in the small baby program? 
Um, what we have is we target babies that are under 32 weeks and or under 1,500 grams, which is about 3 pounds, 5 ounces. Wow, 3 pounds, 5 ounces. Okay, all right. And smaller. And smaller. Okay. And can you describe the different environment of a NICU with a smaller baby program rather than one without? Yeah, it's been a really um, unique uh, challenge and really one that we're uh, really embracing as we embark on this. We've made some some substantial changes to our previous practices uh, to help really uh, benefit this targeted population. Uh, one of the things is we've designated an environment to match developmental needs of the infant. And what I mean by that is the brain and the body was not ready to be here in this world. So trying to mimic the womb is what our goal is. And so what we've done is we've reduced ambient light and sound to try to restrict any type of stimulation that would be not encountered by a baby of this gestation. Um, We also have neuroprotective bundles, which are special guidelines that we put in place to kind of minimize anything that would put strain on the developing brain. Uh, We've also put a lot of things in place because we're looking to empower the parents. Things such as uh, multidisciplinary rounds where we actually have a full complement of our team to really provide a comprehensive care package. and We do it at the same time of every day so that parents can be there and understand in depth the full uh, care that is going into their child and also help them with some of the long-term, um, uh, long-term uh, ideas that we have in terms of trying to meet their child's needs. It is wonderful. Um, I can see why it's so important for a neonatal intensive care unit to have this specialized area for the babies and for the parents. Yes, it really does provide them with a nurturing environment, not only for the baby, but for the whole family as a unit, to really help them understand this unique experience of having a premature baby. So siblings have access, so they can spend a little time with their, their siblings? We do, during certain parts of the week and also during certain parts of the year. We do have interactive times, and also we always encourage parents, if uh, they have siblings, that if there are questions, we will sit down and we actually do uh, family meetings early on to help parents to understand where their baby is in their care. We encourage not only the siblings, but also their extended family, whoever are part of their support team in terms of for the family to be present to kind of help the family with that transition. That is wonderful. And what's the benefit, doctor, to having a birth care center under the same roof as a neonatal intensive care unit? It actually has a really big impact. And I think to really understand that is to really understand how quickly things are changing and how quickly things are happening. So having the support of a high-risk delivery under one roof allows for the ease of access, a full complement of staff, and rapid delivery of all aspects of prenatal, perinatal, and postpartum care to a mother and an infant. It can also allow the ease of communication a lot of times between the groups that are providing the care to ensure a full comprehensive plan. Because a lot of times these things are changing so rapidly, having those direct lines of communication between the groups is really important. And most importantly, and I didn't mean to put this last because it really is one of the biggest parts of this that's a benefit is, it allows peace of mind for the mothers and the fathers to know that they can access their child at any time, and it's not based on their geographic needs in terms of traveling from one hospital to another. It's more based on their wants and their ability to just be able to go down the hall and see their child when they feel that they're ready. That must be the most important thing, I, I can imagine, uh, the peace of mind and to be able to sleep at night knowing your baby is in the very best of hands. Yes, it's, it's been a great experience, and 
really one that we promote to continue as we have a really great relationship with all the supportive staff that care for any high-risk delivery. And last question for you, where can listeners go to find out more information about Miller Children's Neonatal Intensive Care Unit? Yes, we have a great interactive website. It's www.millerchildrenshospitallb.org. And once they're there, they can select centers and programs. And once they're in the centers and programs, they can see that the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, or NICU, is an available. And what they can do is, once they're inside there, they can explore the unit's goals. We have some stories of previous infants born in the NICU. They can look at our location and size, a brief introductions to a lot of the physicians that are there. But also, too, really most importantly, there's a lot of descriptions, a lot of the programs that we have ongoing within our NICU. But there is so much more, too, that allows the parents to really become comfortable and understand what resources are here at Miller Children's Hospital and ICU. That is awesome. I thank you so much, Dr. Fritzell, for your time today. We really appreciate having you on the show. Oh, it's been great. Thank you, Deborah, and I appreciate it. Ah, the delicate work they do. For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please go to memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks so much for listening, and have yourself a great day.